Hey guys, welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy. I'm your host, Alex Richwagon, and uh, happy January. It's very cold out there. It's not as cold as it was a few weeks ago, and uh, anybody in the north is probably like, you don't know what cold is, and you know what? I'm probably right because I don't know what that cold is, if it's like in the negatives or something else like that, because that's just too cold for me. Um, but safe and sound here in uh, sunny Florida on the west coast. And um, we're in a good series right now. Started off with some emails about how to find investments, and some, some ideas about what kind of strategies to look for. And originally it was a four-part series, but this is kind of broken off in its own little segment of paid research. Now, paid research can come in any shape, way, or form that involves you actually pay for some content, if you will. So... Going forward, um, this week and next week, we're going to talk about a few books, which I would characterize as paid research. Not very expensive paid research, but you know, somewhere along the lines of $10, $20 for a copy of a book. And some authors that I think are do, I think they do a great job with future thinking, and then also what companies are behind those future thinkings. It gives you ideas of things to think about, and then I break them down from there. So that's what today's show is about is we're going to talk about a book called Fast Forward by Jim Mellon and Al Shalaby. And it's a book that was written, I believe, in 2014, 2015 on future trends and technologies that are shaping our future. So that's today's show. That's what we'll be investigating. But before we get started, as always, go ahead and cue the music in three, two, one. Should be easy. All right, back to the show. And um, again, this is Alex, your host on Investing Should Be Easy. If you have questions or comments, go ahead and shoot me an email at alex.richwagon at gmail.com. And that's a G E N at the end of Richwagon. And the website is alexrichwagon.com. Now, in today's show, the, the start of the show, at the top of the hour, I talked about finding investment ideas, and there's multiple vehicles. Today, we're going to go through another vehicle on paid research. Beforehand, I explored other ideas like um, a common sense approach, like what are the products that you use on a daily basis and you know what a bunch of other people use? That could be one approach. It's Sometimes it can be as easy as that. There's technical research around breaking down a... Um, a fundamental research, I mean, by breaking down an ETF, if you will. You could use a stock screener. And then now we arrived at paid research. Before we jump into that, a stock screener is, um, there's this really good website that I use all the time. I always reference it. So just to be consistent, it's called finviz.com, F-I-N-V-I-Z.com. And finviz can say, I want to know a company that's growing at this amount of rate. And I want to know what their profit margin is. And I want to know that they're profitable. I talked about that a few episodes ago. So if you want to go back and check it out, go ahead. It was um, I thought it was a really good episode. I put the stock screens on there that we ran and even found some cool ideas along the way. Again, today's episode is around paid research and a book that I find really, really helpful. That um, it's, it's from its authors that they write tremendous research 
and it's super cheap. It's like 15, 20 bucks for a book. And they talk about all these future trends and companies they visited and who's behind what. And some of the sections that I found the most positive, most fascinating, and then I'm going to go through some of those names as well, is um, robotics and automation, life extension and the ability to further out life by looking at gene editing sequences, the Internet of Things, which has become, I would say, a little more mainstream nowadays. It's the idea of connectivity. I had wrote about Honeywell last year and did a podcast about them and how they're really about creating smart homes. And smart homes meaning that you walk in a door, your lights turn on and off. Your thermostat, you can connect it to your mobile device or your tablet. You can have your refrigerator tell you when to you need to get milk. I mean, anything you can kind of think of, anything connectivity-wise and making your environment much smarter, that's what the Internet of Things is about. And again, Honeywell is a company behind that, that they do a lot of things with thermostats, like the, um, the Honeywell brand as far as the thermostats. Um, really good ideas there. Company talked about energy, payment processing, future payment processing exploding right now with cryptocurrency. It didn't touch on that, but it did lead to how peer to peer sharing, like services like Venmo, that was picked up by PayPal, which PayPal got a spinoff um, of eBay, which is really good profitable. They talked about 3D printing, which is, it really t- hasn't taken off yet. 3D printing, just from a concept, is let's say you. Um, you have one of those old school stoves and it's got a knob on it or maybe like your grill. Let's use a grill, for example, because that's not that, I would say, modern from a digital touchpoint stand. So the knob rips off your grill. Well, 3D printer, you could literally put um, a picture or a device into the 3D printer and it would literally create out of plastic material or another material another knob. You would have to go to the store. You could do this with any object in the house. It's really cool stuff, but it's not mainstream. Nobody cares yet. It's not in everybody's house. It's not like a toaster oven. The prices are really high. Those margins need to come down in order for it to go mainstream for people to accept and want this device in their in their house. So that was an idea they wrote about that really didn't come true, didn't really help yet, but maybe it will in the next few years. So those are some of the areas, again, robotics, life extension with like gene editing, Internet of Things, future of transportation. Talk about, you know, driverless cars, Uber, um, partnering up with different companies, Waymo, which is a company owned by Google's um, Alphabet. There's companies popping up left and right of trying to create automated driving that you don't need the driving anymore, and there's no human doing the driving, which would be a lot safer. I know there's accidents, things going around now, but this will be an explosion of wealth and opportunity throughout our investment lifetime, and I want to be behind that. So I really like that kind of section as well, and then some of the payment processing. So I'm going to jump into some of the companies that stood out to me, and I'll even talk about a few that I've personally invested with and made some money on, which I thought, you know, those are always exciting to hear about too. So robotics, I didn't want to go pure robotics play, which I wish I did, but you know, these are mistakes you make, but it's kind of like, hey, you made 
thousands of dollars instead of like tens of thousands of dollars, but you still made money? Are you really kicking yourself? Sure, but no. So I thought it was a safer play to go into a robotics and artificial ETF, which um, the stock symbol for that is Robo, R-O-B-O. And over the past, let's see, just want to do this on the fly real quick. It's a company that I've done really well in, and I think it's been three years since I started investing in Robo. And I'm just going to come back. I'm looking at a stock chart on Google Finance, another free site. As you guys know, I like to pass along the free information here. So if I go back, the stock was trading around $26 in 2015. Right now it's up in three years, about 83%. That is fantastic. One of the leading companies in the robo portfolio was called iRobot, which was written about in... Jim Mellon and Al Shalaby's previous book that I talked about last week, Cracking the Code. I wish I would have just done that one, but I thought it, for this kind of exploratory, I thought it was a better way to go. Um, iRobot's up something like 400% in three or four years since, uh, since the original writing. But Robo, you know, didn't disappoint me. Up 80% in three years. I can't complain about that. I made good money on it. It's doing well. It's in my both my... Retail money, which is non-retirement, and then it was my retirement account because I think robotics and artificial intelligence, automation, these are the keys to future growth within the economies and within companies. A couple other ones that I highlighted in my in my coverage is um, see Sag, Sagnum San Gamo San Gamo Biosciences. They specialize in CRISPRs and CRISPRs. Not going to go too heavy in detail from the biotech perspective, but CRISPRs are gene editing tools. So let's say you were born, unfortunately, with a gene. Um, your mother has breast cancer, and you want to look at the genes that are associated with breast cancer, and then you can take those out of your body. That's what gene editing is. You could better you could better equip yourself for life and identify those genes earlier and say, how do I take 80% of risk out of my system so that way I have a long, healthier life. That's the kind of cool stuff that CRISPRs does. And again, that stock symbol is SGMO. Another one that I really liked was um, it's CAR-T Research. I'll make sure I get this right. Again, just looking this up on the fly. Make sure I don't mention this wrong. So CAR-T is engineering immune, immunization cells to treat cancer. Immunotherapy is a different version of treating cancer than the traditional, um, you know, the, uh, what's the traditional way of came to cancer? I can't even think about it off the top of my head. Your cocktail, the, um, you know, the poison that's put in your body. I don't know, come back to me. Anyways, CAR-T therapy is around the immunotherapy, which basically they take, blood or information or um you know cells out of your body inject them with different cells and re-inject your body as far as a different way of treating cancer instead of the traditional way of putting a cocktail or poisons in your body to kill the cells which um is really scary um because of the way it works um what's it what's it called oh yeah oncology um Radio, radiotherapy, it'll come back to me. Oh, well, you, you know what I'm talking about if I, if I don't get that one right. So those are a few of the names that I found in there amongst the topics, if you will, 
And let me go back to my spreadsheet here. I write everything down. Again, these are all my research that I did. Um, Kite Pharmaceuticals, that was the CAR-T research, and that was under Kite. I think they've had a tremendous run over the past years. I think it's up something like, let's just take a look. Nope, got that wrong. Yep, Kite Research had a tremendous, tremendous run. The um, stock price on Kite Research is uh, stock symbols K-I-T-E, just like Kite. And they experience in three years 500% uh, growth. 500%. So you put $1,000 down, you own $5,000. That's huge as far as the way they were able to double their stock price over such a short period of time in three years. Like these are the kind of technologies that these companies were writing about really, you know, kind of sticks out to me. The last area that I'm going to mention is about um, – Things you really wouldn't think about right off the top of your head, but when you think about the areas of transportation, like what are the parts, what are the pieces that go inside the, the cars to make them tick? You could look at you could look at sensors, you could look at semiconductors, but one of the pieces maybe you might have not thought about, which I didn't certainly, was lithium batteries. There's companies that are trying to one-up each other in the race to become the distributor of lithium batteries, of making it extremely light so that way the car doesn't get weighed down and extremely inexpensive some of those companies that i learned about when i was um, doing my research that a lot of publicly traded companies um, triton minerals their stock symbols ton critical elements is cre and then um you usasa corp um gu gyuaf and then there's one more down here is um Ilica. And their stock symbols IKA, but these are the kind of names that you kind of start figuring out. Like which one is really important for me that I want to kind of put my money behind and, and take an idea, take a shot at future technologies that may hit something like this 500% gain, like Kite Pharmaceuticals did of their CAR T research, which was picked up by another big player, and that's why they got bought out. A couple of things in here before I sign off that I, I thought was really good was. Um, Identive, which they handle NFC systems, which is um, it, it's important when it comes to payment technology. Their stock symbols INVE. Just go in there. Give you a little bit more further definition. They handle four segments. Um, it's a global security technology company that also handles um, there's some kind of payments in there as well. Um, Control system credentials, AI software, they enable insurance management use of security identity credentials and diverse markets. So it can be used in both the, the global technologies, global securities portion, and they do play a portion in the payment processing as well because of their radio frequency identification, which is RFID. But like these are the really cool ideas, and they don't write super, super complicated. Like I remember cracking the code by Jim Mellon and Al Shalabi was a little too intricate and detailed, maybe not for the everyday reader, but this one wasn't. This one you could really understand what they're writing about when they're writing about these trends, such as automation, um, automation of transportation, payment processing, and life extension, Internet of Things, robotics. Like They give you a ton of ideas. Then you've got to go do the work. You've got to go to the boots on the ground work and say, hey – 
which one of these companies gives me the best chance at the profit margins and their current ratios, who has good management teams, and then you've got to do the research. But hey, these are ways of understanding two of your technologies that are under the, let's just say, $5 billion market cap range of somebody who really hasn't a huge breakout. So again, the book, which I'll put the link on to, is called Fast Forward by Jim Mellon, Al Shalaby. I found a ton of good information out of it. And um, that's the stuff I want to share with you guys in the podcast is the things that I'm learning and using different philosophies and trading abilities in order to make some both, make some us make us both some money. If you guys have any questions or comments about today's show, if this was too fast and you want me to slow down or you just need to hit rewind, <laughs> just let me know. Um, Alex.richwagon at gmail.com. I threw a ton of ideas at you. If anything, um, you know, was too confusing, let me know. I'll put some of the stock symbols out on the podcast page to let you know those as well. And as linked, linked to the book in case you're interested in buying it yourself. Again, these guys, from what I see, they don't have a ton of Amazon reviews. They're under the radar. So you and me are ones getting some really cool research done by really professional guys that I love to bring to you. I'm not affiliated with these guys in any way. I just love the research. Next week, we're going to talk about their book they just read, which is even further on the gene editing, gene sequencing technologies. So I'll see you guys next week. Have a great rest of your weekend. All right, bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.